Welcome to the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast. My name is Holly Samuel, and I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and master of health education with a focus in eating disorders, and I am your host today. In this podcast, we talk all things nutrition for runners, improving your relationship with food and exercise, and becoming a lifelong injury-proof runner. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's episode where we chat with one of my dear friends and also colleagues, Erin Kenny, who is a gut health and sports nutrition specialized registered dietitian. She's also a personal trainer. She is also a master of science, and she is also a holistic cannabis practitioner. And Erin's actually been on the show before, about a year ago, where we talked about hypothalamic amenorrhea in athletes, aka period loss and gut health concerns. So she was on the podcast previously. So make sure you go back and check out that episode um, where she talks a little bit more about, you know, her journey with running as well and how she got into dietetics. But today I wanted to pick her brain on all things CBD, cannabis, THC. What are these products on the market? How can they be useful? What's the research like? Since I know Erin is very heavily involved in this community and also is very cautious and thoughtful when it comes to reading through research on CBD and how it can be used in a healthy lifestyle. She also has her own um, CBD line of products too. And I've actually used many of them before. Um, The Muscle Bomb is my favorite. Um, I personally haven't used any of the tinctures, but um, I have used it with clients and also um, like my parents and my family members and friends have used her products with great success as well. Um, So you can find actually a discount code um, at the link in the show notes. And that will bring you to her website, which is nutritionrewired.com, which we talk about a little bit in the episode as well. So without further ado, let's get into CBD for runners with Erin Kenny. Hi, Erin, and welcome back to the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast. I think you're one of my first recurring guests. Oh, well, thanks for having me, Holly. I feel absolutely honored. Yeah, I know um, we did an episode, gosh, almost a year ago on um, HA, so like period loss and gut health. So everybody make sure you go back and listen to that one. But I want new listeners to know, you know, a little bit more about you in case they haven't listened to that. So tell everybody, you know, who you are, um, you know, what you do and where you call home. Yes. Um, So I am a registered dietitian, just like Holly. And I really kind of have niched myself more into gut health, um, hormone balance, uh, but also work with a lot of high level athletes in the Boston area, which is where I'm based out of. And I'm also a holistic cannabis practitioner, which is why I am on this podcast today, because this is an area that I am not only considered an expert in, but also that I just am really passionate about in terms of alternative medicine, which Holly is as well. And that's something we definitely connect on is appreciating the benefits of Western medicine, but also, um, you know, understanding that there's such a a great use of these natural remedies. Yeah. And I remember talking to you on the first podcast episode we did and being like, I want to talk about CBD. And then we talked for a really long time and there was like no way to even make a dent in CBD. So I'm really glad that you're back on the show today because now we can just talk about that because I know 
I know a little bit about, you know, CBD and kind of how, um, you know, cannabis can be used in a healthy lifestyle and to help with certain medical conditions. But I mean, I really don't know much about it at all. So I'm really excited to learn more from you. Um, what made you like want to be a holistic cannabis practitioner? What kind of made you go down that road? Yeah. So I, I honestly had been someone who had used CBD and cannabis in general, much of my like teenage years, especially when I was in college for anxiety, for digestive issues. Um, I was also a runner. I was not a smart runner. I was a runner who overtrained. And so I was always looking for ways to reduce inflammation. And maybe I could have something that could keep me running in a way that I shouldn't have been longer. And, you know, every single day, <laughs> which I'm sure nobody can relate to as a runner. But I, I started kind of there. That's where my interest started in, in cannabis and alternative medicine. And then as I kind of got older and started doing my own research, became a dietitian, started seeing a lot of the negative side effects that came along with um, the chronic use of NSAIDs, uh, the use of certain mental health medications, the use of um, just, just so many different medications that came with various side effects. I was pretty fed up with it. And I thought, well, I've been using cannabis myself for so long and it's been incredible with no side effects that you know, this is something that, that hopefully I could offer to my clients. And, um, you know, the research started coming out with regards to CBD and epilepsy. And so we were actually starting to see a lot of movement going on in terms of recognition of CBD and its medicinal benefits. And so I kind of saw that opportunity to, um, to bring a high quality product to my line because, you know, my grandfather who was 90 years old was buying it at the gas station and that was terrifying to me. So not only did I see the need for it, but I saw the need for a really good, high quality, safe product for not only myself, but my loved ones. And then of course my clients now. Yeah. Gas station CBD folks. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, talk a little bit about, I know you have your own line of CBD. I've used a couple of products in there and so have some of my friends and family and clients as well um, with great success. Tell everyone a little bit about kind of, you know, how you went about developing that product line and, you know, who it might be good for. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, when we, when we look at CBD products in general, um, there's, there's some that are uh, full spectrum, what we call full spectrum, which means they contain a variety of, uh, benefits to them because they have multiple cannabinoids, which we can talk a little bit more about if, if you're interested, but it's basically like eating the whole apple versus just taking the vitamin C from it. So I thought, okay, that's a really nice product. Um, a full spectrum CBD product, which is actually not what I started with on my line because uh, THC was very taboo. People were very nervous about it. It was actually still legal, illegal. So it was something that I didn't, I started with a broad spectrum product with no THC. So I started there. Um, I made sure that it was organic, that it was being processed in a way where there were no um, you know, issues with pesticides or heavy metals. Um, every, every single product was lab tested um, and I was shipping it out of my home. So I was ensuring that every product was truly what it said it was. I was able to give clients a certificate of analysis to prove it. Um, and then now, you know, we've come a long way since the legality of CBD and 
Uh, I now have full spectrum products on my line and creams as well, because I work with a lot of athletes and a big uh, struggle there is muscle pain and, and recovery and wanting to, you know, feel better. So uh, we can also talk about kind of tinctures and oils, which one's kind of best. Yeah. And this is just a shameless plug for that CBD bomb product. This is not sponsored in any way, but I've used it. It's amazing. It's like more powerful than anything else I've used. So it works. The dosing is like amazing. Um, so yeah, let's kind of backtrack a little bit now that people know why you became a practitioner and like what, you know, you kind of do with that. Um, so just, can you explain like just the components of marijuana? Like what is CBD? What is THC? What's allowed? What's not allowed? And I know that there's different uses for each one as well. Yeah. So I think starting with CBD and THC, and we always start with those because those are mainly what people know of. So people know of THC and they think about, oh, that's how you get high. And and then they think of just CBD oil in general. They think, oh, that's going to make me high because it's associated with cannabis. But in reality, you have this cannabis plant or you have a hemp plant. Um, So whatever product you have, it really depends on which one it's derived from. Uh, But basically you have CBD, you have THC, and those are cannabinoids. And these cannabinoids, there's a hundred plus different cannabinoids that come from the cannabis plant. Um, So again, I always like to compare it to an apple. It's like all the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals that come from the apple. So you're thinking of all these different things. THC is the psychoactive one. So that is the one that's going to create that euphoria. It's going to make you feel high. Um, and then you have CBD, which is it's non-intoxicating. It's, it's not that it's not psychoactive. It still will make you feel a different way. It might help your sleep, your anxiety. It might help your focus, but overall CBD is not intoxicating and it will not make you feel high the way that THC does. So those are two of the main cannabinoids and there's, there's so many more, and we're going to start seeing more out there on the market, CBG, CBN, um, THCA, uh, CBDV, like there's so many different cannabinoids out there, but these are the two main ones that we know about in terms of their medicinal properties um, and, and that we see in products on the market. What's the research like on some of those other constituents is like, is that why they're not for sale yet? Because we need to do more knowledge about them or is it just because they're not trendy? (laughs) Well, I mean, so some of the, they're naturally part of the products that some people are consuming and they just don't know. So if you get a full, I mean, if you go out there and say you're a, a smoker, you're a marijuana user, you're actually using the flower of the plant there's going to be CBG, CBN in there, possibly. It's just naturally part of the plant and the growing conditions, the soil that it's in, those things will depend on, you know, what, what the outcome is. But we, I mean, we have research on them and then they're, they're, they're already out there. People just aren't, they're not, they're not creating or growing products that are super high in CBG, or maybe they don't know how to yet because the main ones that we've focused on have been CBD and THC and people usually go and use the product because they want to get high. So now you see these products that have crazy amounts of THC in them and we're losing some of the medicinal benefits to it because we're creating an imbalance in the, the different cannabinoids. Gotcha. And like when you, you know, if you're in a state where like medical marijuana is legal, where you can go to someone who's certified to send you to like a dispensary to get your product that would benefit you. Um, I know a lot of the times, you know, that like what product you get 
what form it's in, if there's CBD versus THC or a certain ratio in there kind of matters depending on what you're using it for. Can you talk a little bit about like that, like tinctures versus bombs versus smoking it um, and kind of maybe what constituents would be best for what conditions? Sure. So, I mean, nobody should really be inhaling products. I mean, that's, we just, as humans, we're not supposed to be inhaling things. Like our bodies are not designed to do that. Um, just air. <laughs> just air. Like we're just supposed to breathe in air um, and maybe some, you know, essential oils. Those are great too. But in general, like smoking something is not natural. Like it's not good for our lungs. So that would probably be the worst way to utilize CBD from a medicinal standpoint or cannabis from a medicinal standpoint. Plus you actually kill off a lot of the terpenes, um, and beneficial compounds from the plant when you heat it at very high temperatures. So let's start with least most effective would really be like a tincture. So that's when people, you know, what is a tincture? Tincture is something that's in some sort of solution. It's a liquid. You're going to put it underneath your tongue. It's a concentrated form of the benefit that you're trying to get. So that's the quickest that will, that will hit your body the quickest. So if you take a tincture, if you put it underneath your tongue, it absorbs through the thin skin in your mouth. You hold it there for 60 seconds minimum, uh, quickest onset. So for people who are looking for like, I want to go to sleep in 15 minutes and I want a good quality sleep, tincture is going to be your best bet. Um, now compared to an edible, so an edible that has to go through the entire digestive process. So you eat the gummies, the chocolates, whatever. Um, that's a whole nother uh, issue in and of itself. I don't love the quality of the products out there. Uh, your CBD product should not be filled with like sugars and artificial colors and stuff like that. But I digress. When you consume CBD, it has to go through or cannabis it has to go through the entire digestive process. Everyone's digestive process is different. The way that your liver breaks it down is going to be different. So it's a much, it takes a lot more time for it to kick in. So if you want to do an edible, you kind of have to plan yourself a little bit more. Okay. I did a hard workout. I know I'm going to want to go to sleep it, you know, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to want to plan. Like for some people, it can take an hour and a half, maybe even two hours for that to actually kick in. Um, the benefit to edibles though, is that they stay in your system longer. So if somebody is, you know, maybe it's a rest day for you and you're like, I need to feel, you know, really, you know, have the analgesic pain reducing benefits for a whole day. Um, I might do an edible because it, it stays in your system longer. Whereas, uh, vaporization, smoking, um, tinctures don't stay in your system as long. So you kind of have to keep dosing those. And then the bomb is like any sort of lotion, cream, uh, sprays they're localized. So if you have a neck pain, if you have a sore, uh, you know, you know, I can't even think of a muscle for some reason. It's been a long day. Anything, um, if you, anything, <laughs> if you have a sore, anything, then you're, you can apply it and it's just going to kick in right away. You're getting more localized treatment. Um, so if you're looking for a lot of people use CBD for sleep, anxiety, muscle pain, uh, multiple different ailments. So if you're looking to kind of hit all of those at once, you're better off with a tincture or an edible. If you're looking for a more localized treatment, you're going to do well with a cream. 
Gotcha. And like you kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode too, you know, a lot of people, especially athletes too, um, will use like, you know, NSAIDs, which are those non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like Advil, Tylenol, you know, Motrin, those types of things, um, or even like prescription, you know, pain meds in some extreme cases. Um, can you talk a little bit about like how, you know, taking an edible or doing more localized, um, you know, CBD bomb, like just how that would affect the body slightly differently than those like medications and also like maybe good context would be like what they're not affecting, (laughs) um, which I know is, you know, a big part of taking NSAIDs. We can see other like, you know, side effects of those that aren't the best. Yeah. There, I mean, there's two levels too, that we can go here. Like if we're talking about just NSAIDs, I mean, NSAIDs are like dropping a bomb on your gut, (laughs) go to the back of the box. You'll see, do not take for more than two weeks can cause serious intestinal bleeding. That alone should be a pretty red flag about using these on a regular basis for even just simple little aches and pains. Um, CBD, THC, these things are, they're, 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 they're not only um, beneficial, but they're, they're really, they haven't, even at very high doses, they're not shown to be harmful in, in pretty much any way so far of what we have in the research. So it's, there's just minimal side effects, if any, whereas these NSAIDs, they're hard in the liver, they're hard in the gut. Um, there, there's so many negatives to taking them, especially on a regular basis. Now you get more at the elite athlete level. And, you know, these, these types of athletes are being prescribed painkillers and opioids to, for, you know, the, the awful, you know, the awful pain that they're in because of the level of activity that they're doing. Uh, and then we get into the topic of addiction and, uh, dependence where, whereas CBD, you know, there's no, there's no, um, addiction or, or, uh, you know, dependence on these types of products. So it's, it's, from a even small scale level, really beneficial just because it doesn't have any bad side effects, but even from a, um, you know, perspective of dependency, uh, that's also a big, important point to note. Yeah. And I think in terms, I think in terms of where we're at in society, I think it's getting a little bit, um, more commonplace to see CBD in someone's like wellness routine or, you know, kind of something that they'll reach for, but I still think especially maybe in some of like the older populations, um, like 40, 40 plus, not that that's old, but older than we are, um, you know, currently, I think there still might be some like taboo or some stigma around, Oh, like they're using CBD. Like, are they going to get high? Like, do they have, do they have like a dependency issue on it? Can you just draw a little light on like the putting that into context and, you know, maybe, maybe easing the minds of some people who would be worried about using CBD um, you know, because of maybe an addictive, you know, nature of them as, as a person, or they're just kind of afraid to like go down that rabbit hole. I'm doing air quotes around rabbit hole for those who can't see me. Um, can you just draw some light on that? Well, so for starters, I mean, let's start with America runs on Duncan. You are more likely to become addicted to caffeine or cigarettes than you are, um, you know, CBD. CBD is non-addictive. It's just, that's, it is what it is. Uh, now I think it, it comes down to education, right? And, and I, like I said, my 90 year old grandfather was taking CBD. That's huge. My, my grandfather needed to, he's an engineer. So I had to sit down with him, present him with the education, the science, and now he takes it. So if you can understand the science behind it and, and also how to choose the right product, then I think it, it eases a lot of people's skepticism. So I get on calls with people and they'll say, I don't want to get high. Well, my product won't get you high. Some people are like, 
I want to get high. Like, well, I'm sorry, my product won't get you high. So if you understand that if you get a product with high levels of CBD and just trace amounts of THC or none at all, then you're really just taking, you know, something as simple as, you know, ashwagandha or turmeric, you know, there, there are these, there are herbals out there that are just as beneficial as, as CBD. And, and if we kind of group them in that same category, it can be, um, it can be a little less intimidating to think of them because we're, we're really grouping them with THC, which is not, that's not necessarily what this is. And THC can be in such low amounts and provide actual important health benefits, but not get you high. Yeah. It's really about the dosing and the context in which you're looking to use it. Um, and can you talk a little bit about like the difference again, between like broad spectrum versus full spectrum versus Mm -hmm. like isolate and what someone might want to look for. And you can talk about it in many contexts, but especially in the context of maybe an athlete looking to deal with like, um, recovery and maybe stress anxiety as well. Sure. So in terms of the isolate, these are the products that are just CBD isolated alone. So high, high levels of CBD and, and research has, has shown that this is not the most beneficial way to, to alleviate health issues like pain or recovery or anxiety. Um, broad spectrum is a level up from the CBD isolate. It's, it's CBD, but it also contains other cannabinoids in from the plant. And then when you get to the full spectrum, which is the next level, um, it's the full spectrum of the plant of cannabinoids. So you're going to get CBD, you might get THC, you might get CBG, CBN. You basically haven't filtered out uh, any of the components from the plant, if that makes sense. So when it comes to how much THC is in each of the products, you won't know unless the product has been lab tested. But from an isolate perspective, there shouldn't be any THC in there. Broad spectrum typically doesn't have any THC. Full spectrum typically has, yes, THC, but it could be less than 0.03%. If an athlete is looking to use them for pain, anxiety, um, let's talk about pain first. So THC is one of the, the main uh, cannabinoids that has been shown to be uh, really helpful for pain relief. So if someone has like a, a really bad injury, if they just got out of surgery, um, we're talking like really bad pain. Uh, CBD alone might provide some anti-inflammatory benefits. It might help, you know, it helps a lot with anxiety, but in terms of pain relief, you're likely going to want some of that THC in there. Now it doesn't have to be THC at the level where you get high, but at least 0.3% to kind of have a synergistic effect with all the other cannabinoids to reduce your pain. Um, for anxiety, broad spectrum products are pretty, um, pretty sufficient at providing that relief. I have a lot of clients who take my broad spectrum product. Uh, they take it during the day. They feel really good, um, have, have found great success with it. Um, I wouldn't recommend isolate to anybody, honestly, it's just not something I would recommend. Yeah. I had used a muscle bomb in the past that had CBD isolate in it and it was nice, but it did nothing. Yes. It smells nice. It was like lavender. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, there, and we can get into too, like the, the terpenes of the plant too. I mean, you, you know, a lot about, um, essential oils and, and the components there, there's a lot of benefits to those as well. Hey everybody. I wanted to take a minute to hear a word from our sponsor, which is Koros. 
Coros Wearables makes GPS watches that help athletes train to be their best. And they use top-of-the-line hardware with innovative technology to provide endurance athletes with the gear that they need to achieve their goals. When you use a Kuros product, you know you're getting a tool that has been designed, tested, and perfected for the athlete by the athlete. And their roster of professional athletes that use their products is quite impressive. Have you heard of Elliot Kipchoge, Emma Bates, Des Linden? I mean, if it's good enough for them... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Koro's watches allow you to create your own personalized workouts. They allow you to implement your training plan for running, cycling, swimming, and even a strength or core workout at the gym. If you need an extra reminder to properly fuel during your workout, Koros has you covered with the customizable nutrition alerts. So you can basically just have me poke you every 30 to 50 minutes to remind you to take your fuel on the run, which is pretty cool. Koros users have set world records and been to the highest point on earth, pushing their products to the extremes. And at Koros, creation and innovation is never ending. So, you know, if you are wearing a Koros watch, you know that you are going to be the focus as the user. So if you want to be part of the Koros community, by you can follow Koros Global on Facebook or Instagram, or you can ho- head over to the link in my show notes to view some of their various products. I personally have the Koros Apex, which I love. I've had it for, gosh, probably almost a year now. And it's so easy to use. The interface is so pretty. The app is awesome and very easy to use and understand. And I totally love my watch. So I hope you head over to the link in the show notes to check out Koros Global. Now let's get back to today's episode. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about like terpenes and the broader full spectrum products, but also how combining essential oils with CBD might be helpful? Yeah. So when you get a lot of the finished products of like an oil or a, or a, an edible or something, you typically lose a lot of the terpenes, um, if not all. So th- that, that's really where you, you find them in the flower. Flower is where you, when you smell um, a, you know, a flower, a plant, you get like, you know, you smell a rose or you smell that it. it's the same with cannabis. That's why they name them like lemon, you know, blitz or sweet dreams. Like it's, it's actually, they're named based on the smell and the smell comes from the terpenes. So think about like smelling lavender, right? You, you do that before bed. It helps you with sleep and anxiety. Um, those are incredibly beneficial, especially for athletes too. You're going to help with recovery, with sleep, um, anxiety, sports performance, So typically we'll add these back to the products to kind of work synergistically. Um, And there, you know, there's tons of research on these components, limoline, um, beta mercine, I think I'm going to botch some of the names, but you can look up on Google, like multiple different types of um, terpenes that come from the cannabis plant, but there's, there's a lot of them. And that's really where we see a lot of the health benefits. So with my products, for example, like the sleep blend, you'll see them added back in because they're not they're not in that final product. They're going to be in the flower. Gotcha. So it's kind of like picking and choosing vitamins from the apple to kind of go back to that metaphor and putting yeah. them back in the product without any THC if someone's looking to avoid that. Correct. Very cool. Very cool. And can you talk a little bit too on kind of the THC front, you know, um, kind of like if some, you know, what's, what's banned, you know, I know a lot of people who I've worked with, maybe they've worked for like the government or the VA, or they're an athlete, or there's someone where, you know, they cannot have, my dad's a pilot, like they cannot have THC in their products. Um, you know, it's still something that's frowned upon at work just because of the, 
you know, kind of the stigma, but also if the dosing's high and they do get high, that's a problem, you know, at work. Can you talk a little bit about how, how they can know, you know, if there's no THC in a product and just some things to look for when it comes to quality control of products? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, if you're just going to your local, you know, gas station or whatever, and you're buying any sort of CBD based product, you're taking a risk regardless, um, because you, you, you know, you, it's, it's such an unregulated industry that it's very difficult to know. So if you're an athlete, uh, there actually is like NSF actually has come out with a certification process, I believe for, um, hemp derived products. So there, you can look for the NSF certification. I believe I haven't seen it on gosh, I think maybe Charlotte's web might be the only product that I've seen it with, but you can look for that certification, but in terms of general looking for a good quality, safe product, uh, you're going to want something that's organic. That's definitely something that should be important when, when choosing a product, you're also going to want to have, um, have a, a lab test done. So a certificate of analysis, that's basically a lab report from the company that says we've tested our product. There's no heavy metals in it. There's no mold. There's no pesticides. Um, it actually has CBD in it. There was a, a research study that tested, gosh, maybe they tested maybe 40 of the common uh, CBD based products in the United States. And I think 10 of them, or maybe even not 10 of them had any CBD at all. I think three of them only met the actual standards for what they um, said that was in it. Very scary, right? Yes. When you think about it. So get a certificate of analysis, make sure it's organic um, and dependent, depending on what you're looking for, right? So if you're looking for more pain relief and it's okay for you to use THC, if you're just a recreational athlete, uh, have a little bit of THC in there for the optimal benefits. Look for less than 0.03% of THC to avoid that high feeling. But if you want optimal benefits, get one that has a little bit of THC in it. So that's a full spectrum, full spectrum product. Um, but yeah, you always, you always have to be careful because, you know, with any products out there, as if they're not NSF certified, if they're, um, if they're not being lab tested, then they can, they can contain higher amounts of THC than you want them to, or as I mentioned, they might not even have any CBD at all. And you might just be drinking some, some, uh, olive oil there. <laughs> some heavy metal olive oil that costs you a hundred, a hundred dollars. Awesome. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why it's so frustrating that this isn't something that's super well regulated, like a medication would be because it can have so many benefits. There's research on it and you know, it's not regulated at all. So there's also products that are complete, you know, fillers and don't work. And that is confusing when people are trying to use a more holistic approach. Um, when you talk a little bit about like, you know, the, like the dosing of THC, um, and like how someone might use CBD and or THC products to help them. Um, I know when you sell products to people, you do often hop on a call with them to tell them how the heck to use it. Um, you know, what do you kind of give in terms of advice for like dosing and also like how often are you supposed to use these products? Is it as needed? Is it daily? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a good example of how to describe like how the research is done, like how we would even know what the dosing is. So let's just say like you, let's have 30 people and they all grow flowers. You don't tell them what type of flowers to grow. You don't tell them what conditions to grow them in. 
you just tell them to grow flowers. And then you take all those flowers and you do research on them, on the benefits of the flowers. That's kind, that's kind of maybe a little dramatic, but that's kind of what CBD research or cannabis research is like right now, because it's so early on in its infancy that some people are using this type of product. Some people are using flour. Some people are using a tincture. Some people are using a full spectrum or a broad spectrum. Um, so there, there's not necessarily a good here's the dose you should take if you have anxiety. You should take it twice a day before lunch and 30 minutes before bed. So that leaves a lot of um, confusion among the consumer, but we can simplify it. Start at the lowest possible dose that we find benefit, so like eight milligrams, and slowly start to work your way up. I always recommend keeping a little like notebook or journal of your symptoms and the dose that you're taking. So maybe you start with eight milligrams. If you're using it for anxiety, you're probably going to want it for the day. If you're using a tincture, you know that the tincture lasts, the half-life of that is maybe four to six hours. So I might need to take it every six hours if I'm looking for anxiety relief throughout the day. Same goes for pain relief. I'm going to take it every four to six hours throughout the day. If you're only using it for sleep, I'm going to take it 30 minutes before bed every night. So those are two good general rules of thumbs for how to kind of space the dosing that's specific to a tincture. Now with, with the dosage, eight milligrams might do nothing for you. Um, you. You might have to get up to 300 milligrams. The research shows that anywhere from three to 500 milligrams might be the best dose for anxiety. But the only way to know is for you to slowly start working your way up. A big mistake that I see is people buying a product and being like, more is better. More is great. I should take more. If you over um, dose, and I'm, now I'm using the wrong term, if you take too high of a dose, because you can't really overdose, if you take too high of a dose of this product, you might not see the benefits. It might work against you because the way that CBD works or the other cannabinoids as well is that they work with your body. So if you, if you overstimulate the body, then you might feel like, okay, I'm a little too energized at night versus tired, or I'm a little bit more anxious than not anxious. So it's not going to be this crazy, like awful side effect, but you might just not see any benefit and be like, oh, I don't know why. Well, you need to start low, start at a very low dose and go slow. So stay at that eight milligrams for two to three days. Hmm, didn't see a benefit. Let's bump it up to 20, 20, stay there for a few days. Okay. That's my sweet spot. I'll stay there. So that's a good rule of thumb for kind of how to dose and, and timing wise. That's really helpful. And I was just going to ask the question of like, I've heard uh, myself included, but also some of my clients, you know, take CBD for sleep. And then they're like, I had the most wild dreams and I did not sleep at all. Um, you know, or I, you know, took it for anxiety and then I just didn't see any benefit throughout the day. Um, so it could be because the dosing wasn't quite right or it was too much, but to your point, it's not like they overdosed and had, you know, an ER trip. They just had no benefit essentially. So, um, that's kind of helpful to know. And in terms of like the dosing, I know like the tinctures often come with, you know, the dose of the whole bottle on the front. So like, mm. how do you kind of tell someone, you know, to know how much like eight milligrams is versus 20? Like, is there a kind of rule of thumb for measurement that you use with your products or with others? So my products now, and, and most of the products in the market are starting to 
do better, if you will. Um, and they're starting to put little tick marks for measurements on the, the tincture. So that's gonna be like, okay, so you have one milliliter and they, they put the tick marks on it, which is what my bottles now have. And then you can easily, the back will say in one milliliter, there's 25 milligrams of CBD. So hopefully your product that you have will do better. They'll just make it easier for you to dose it. Otherwise you're gonna have to divide the total dose by the amount of servings in the dropper and you know that a dropper is typically going to be around one milliliter and then you can kind of you could estimate if your bottle doesn't have those tick marks on it gotcha that's helpful and the the gummies or the edibles they usually are dosed like per gummy yeah i mean it's more challenge it's more challenging to dose with an edible because it's so variable right like think about baking like say you put baking soda in a recipe right like you could guess like how much is in each muffin that you made, like how much baking soda ended up in each muffin, but it would be hard for you to ever be completely exact unless your products are being tested. Um, so with gummies, I would say err on the side of caution, especially if it contains THC in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they'll be sectioned out into, you know, one square is five milligrams. You could cut it in half if you want to start slower. Um, there are even rapid melts nowadays. They're coming out with all types of cool products. Very cool. That's good to know. Um, and two, I know in your practice to kind of pivot here a little bit, um, cause this is still very much applies to runners, but from a broader perspective, I know you obviously focus on gut health. Um, you know, what are some ways that you use CBD? Um, and I kind of say CBD, but cannabis as a whole, um, mm -hmm. you know, to help with gut health, like what roles does it play? What have you seen in research and in your anecdotal experience too? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of interesting research being done, um, with regards to gut health and the CB1 receptors. And this has been, uh, very much applicable to patients with, uh, inflammatory bowel disease. So Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. I've also found it, you know, we can even tie it into to sports nutrition. I have clients who, have horrible diarrhea, like during their runs or, or before their runs. And, um, you know, we, we know that THC and CBD have been shown to actually help slow things down a little bit and reduce inflammation and potentially positively impact the gut microbiome. So there, there's a, there's not a ton of research, but we're actually seeing a lot, especially in the use of inflammation, um, in the digestive tract and helping with improving bowel movements, um, reducing inflammation and just keeping things, uh, nice and healthy. So it's been really great for, for gut health, but I will also touch on another benefit that I've seen with a lot of individuals. And that is with hormone balance. I've seen a lot of people take it and they've like someone, one of my clients texted me, she said, that's weird. I didn't even know my period was coming this month. I didn't have any PMS symptoms and it was not a, not something she was even using the product for. She just noticed it really helped to reduce PMS symptoms, which is likely due to the impact that it has on inflammation in the body. So that was pretty cool. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah. So I mean, menstrual hormonal symptoms as well, in addition to gut, which oftentimes are intertwined. So that's kind of like, you know, two birds, <laughs> two birds, one stone. Um, well, that's great. And yeah, I mean, I know, I know that the, the research on CBD and cannabis in general, like you said, it's kind of like all over the place in terms of they're comparing different flowers to each other because there's not much streamline in terms of, um, how CBD is sold or like, you know, regulated in this country. Cause it's not, um, do you, like, do you know, is it different in other countries? I honestly don't know. 
Um, I mean, I know a lot about like its regulations in Europe, which are pretty similar to here. Um, but in, in like Israel and stuff like that, I know they're conducting a lot of research. They're, they have a lot more strict guidelines. Um, I think in the U.S., we definitely are. Uh, we have a lot more um, a lot more states that have it legal, first of all. But just in terms of tighter regulations, I would say we're, we're very much more tightly regulating it. And I think that's a financial uh, issue more so than an actual public health um, incentive. Unfortunately, I mean, it's a billion dollar industry. And by 20, you know, what's 2020? Yeah, by 2024, this is probably going to be like one of the biggest financial industries in the world, um, which is cool. But it also you want to be careful when the government starts to regulate products like this, we see the quality of them go down. I mean, if you look at Epidiolex, which is the FDA approved CBD product, we've got like crap ingredients basically and it's like hello this is supposed to be healthy <laughs> we're going to take away the benefits of it when we start to fda approve some of these things so you want to be careful um with that yeah i mean even if you look at like you know ibuprofen like there's usually artificial sweeteners and like dyes to coat the pill itself which you know may not help for what you're taking it for and then if you're kind of adding those same things to cbd like you mentioned if there's like edibles that have some, you know, stuff in them that maybe isn't great for gut health, but then you're taking the CBD for your gut health and it doesn't make sense. So it's really frustrating. I can imagine, especially from your perspective. Yes, it is very frustrating. And, um, you know, it, it's okay to want it to taste good, but there's plenty of like organic edibles out there, out there that use natural ingredients and don't have artificial colors and flavors and stuff like that. So you just have to find a good place to get them. Yeah, especially like, you know, obviously both of us are, are, you know, very much of the perspective of all foods fit, no restriction. But, you know, if you're taking something every single day and it's expensive and it's for a specific reason, then <laughs> can we oh, do yeah. quality, right? <laughs> do I have FD number 40 in my food every once in a while? Absolutely. But if I am going to be taking something medicinally every single day, I want it to be doing optimally what it should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, is there anything else that you want everyone from this episode to know about cannabis, CBD, or your products? I would say just if you have tried cannabis in general and you haven't received benefits, I would ask you to revisit it um, and and consider the dosing, the the product, and everything like that because it it's it's so cool. And the reason like the reason why it's about to become a multi billion dollar industry is because there's medicinal properties that cannot be ignored. We're seeing pain relief, anxiety, these mental health um, benefits. And so it does have these amazing benefits, but it has to be used properly. So if you've tried it, you haven't found relief, um, happy to chat with anybody about it for free, right? So that's my goal is to just provide education around it. But that's, I mean, that's it. I mean, just make sure you get a good quality product and that you're dosing it properly. And then you can receive the awesome benefits that it can have, especially as an alternative to some of those harsh treatments out there that we want to steer away from. Love it. Love it. And if people want to kind of learn more about this, um, you know, do you have any resources that you could direct them towards? And also where can they find you as a resource? Sure. Yeah. My podcast, Nutrition Rewired, I have um, I have my own CBD episode as like a primer to understand like some of the basics of it. But then I also had Dr. Ethan Russo on my podcast who he's amazing. He is the researcher who was part of the, um, the studies that were to develop the FDA approved epidiolex. He is 
incredibly knowledgeable. He knows everything about cannabis. It's amazing. Um, and you should listen to it if you're interested in cannabis in general, because even if you, you don't understand a lot of this stuff, it's, it's just so eye-opening to hear the science um, and his opinion as a professional too. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, we talked about some dietary things too, to activate the endocannabinoid system. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where you can find me, um, nutritionrewired.com. Um, on Instagram at Nutrition Rewired. And there's some some blog posts and stuff on CBD there. But yeah, always feel free to send me a message. I'm happy to chat. So let's get into our rapid fire questions, um, which I have not warned you about. So this will oh be boy. fun to see your answer. So because um, I already had you on the show, I can't ask you my typical end of the podcast question. Um, so let's start with what is your favorite holiday? Christmas. Easy. Christmas. Nice. And what, if you had to pick one thing, what is your favorite meal of the day? Um, probably, oh gosh, I really like breakfast because I, and and it's weird. This is probably going to be a weird answer, but I like it because my appetite is the biggest. Like I, I feel like I can eat everything. Like there are times when I, I want to eat something because I know it tastes good, but I'm trying to like mindfully eat. So I'll be like, oh, I, could eat so much more of that, but I'm not super hungry. So I think I like breakfast because I have an appetite. Like it's, it's usually my biggest meal of the day. And there's so many different things that I do with breakfast. I like breakfast the best. I agree with that. I could eat breakfast foods like any time of day. And also like when you're not restricting yourself, it's like the best feeling to eat when you're hungry. <laughs> so, so satisfying. also too, I meal prep, like every week I'll meal prep, like little like cookie, like, cause I have a, a cookbook with like healthy desserts and like, so I'll make like cookies or muffins or whatever. So I have like my standard breakfast, but then I also have like a little something on the side of it. And that's kind of like my way of being like, guess what? You can eat cookies for breakfast and not just cause they're healthy, but because you want them and it fixes like my sweet tooth and my savory. I get like all different flavors and then I'm super satisfied and focused going into my day. Yeah. Cookies for breakfast, definitely dietitian approved from both of these dietitians and definitely approved at Fit Cookie Nutrition. Um, (laughs) What's your favorite season? Oh, I would say either summer, summer, definitely. I I suffer from seasonal depression. Um, So when the winter, I mean, I embrace it. I do. I really do my best. I've always loved winter sports, but I thrive in the summer. I am like, I'm a better person in the summer, which is why like get me on your podcast now. Cause in the winter, I'm like kind of not my best self. Well, you just moved to a sunnier place. So maybe yeah. that'll help. Um, <laughs> and then I'm not sure if you drink coffee, but do you prefer iced coffee or hot coffee year round? Or do you change it seasonally? So I don't drink coffee anymore, but I used to be, and we can also apply it to tea, but I was never an iced coffee person, um, until I was on birth control and I had like major hot flashes when I was on birth control. Um, but other than that, like when my body's in its natural hormonal state, um, I always prefer hot because I don't know, just the comforting aspect of it is actually why I like it. So I, I will never drink iced tea. Nope. No, thank you. We'll never really prefer iced coffee. So always hot. Interesting. I'll talk to you again after you've gone through menopause and we'll see Um, for for myself included. Um, And then if you could pick to never be injured, like, you know, physically or never be sick for the rest of your life, which would you pick? Oh, never be injured physically easily, easily. Because 
gosh, I fell off a bike last week and just even scraping my knee and not being able to like bend it without being like, Oh, wow. You know, like th- those are the moments. I mean, don't get me wrong. Being sick makes you appreciate a lot of different things too, but at least you can still go for like a walk and breathe fresh air. Yeah. That's some perspective. And this is a running podcast. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like, <laughs> Oh, I'd never be injured again. I could just run forever. Yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for answering my rapid fire questions and for coming back on the show to educate us about cannabis and CBD. Um, and it was great to have you back and I hope people go check out your resources as well. If they have more questions, it was absolutely my pleasure, Holly. And thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome. See you later. All right. Bye. Erin, thank you so much for coming on the show again (laughs) so that I could pick your brain on this topic. I think we covered a lot in depth on this topic and hopefully people, you guys were able to, you know, take away a lot of important information on how to apply this to yourself. If you are looking for a discount code on any of Erin's third-party tested and lab certified CBD products that are all really high quality, amazing, and come with her expertise on how to use the products, which cannot be said for many other products on the market. You can visit nutritionrewired.com and use code FITCOOKIE15 for 15% off your purchase for FITCOOKIE Nutrition Podcast listeners. So thanks, Erin, for that discount code as well. Your products are awesome, and I know people will love them. If you are looking for more you know, support in your running journey and you want to learn exactly how to fuel your next performance, you want to know what to eat before, during, after your runs on rest days versus hard training days, what to do, um, you know, for your hydration strategy for your next race, your fueling strategy, how to have a good mindset around all of this, around body image and improve your relationship with food. If you're looking to prevent injuries and just be a lifelong strong and healthy runner and incorporate strength training into your training plan, then make sure you check out my runner roadmap course, which is currently open for enrollment. And this course is a 10 module online course that includes so many just self-paced video audio modules where you learn all about these topics. There's several supporting resources that help you implement this information so that you don't suffer from information overload. You can implement things along the way, which is why it's called a roadmap course. Um, And for Fit Cookie Nutrition listeners, I'm going to hit you with another discount code. You can use the code podcast for 10% off of your purchase at the link in the show notes. So I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. Again, I'm going to ask for a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player that you use so that other people can find the podcast and benefit from this free information just like you are allows me to keep doing the podcast in a consistent manner among all of my other business tasks. And it's something I really enjoy doing for you guys. So if you could write a nice five-star rating and review, I'd really appreciate that. And until next time, guys, happy running. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.